Hello, my name is Hugo Prévost. Welcome to SVGA, your retro PC gaming podcast. With me, as always, Robert Hills. Hello, Robert. Hello, Hugo. How are you? I'm fine. A bit of packing these days. I'm moving out in a little bit less than three weeks now, so my life is almost entirely in boxes, but otherwise I'm good. How are you? Well, I'm I'm doing better than you are, that's for sure. <laughs> no boxes I, to be seen. I hate no. Them. No, I know how you do like packing your stuff in boxes and <laughs> moving your changing apartments. Um, but yeah, this week we're, we can hear you a little bit better than the last time. I think you uh, splurge out a bit. Is that the, the right term? Splurge? Or? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know if it was quite a splurge. I didn't go all out. But uh, yeah, I, I figured it was time that uh, people got to hear the full majesty of my voice. Well, it's going pretty well so far. Um, yeah, so this is episode eight, of course, of SVGA. Uh, what did we play this week, Robert? This week we played Total Annihilation. Exactly. This is uh, an old favorite of mine. Uh, I remember playing. I mean, I, I think you played it too before a long time ago, but I remember um, playing that game. Oh, God. And what, 20, 20 years ago? I mean, the game came out in 1997, sorry. Uh, this is a real-time strategy game, our first RTS on the show. Uh, I don't think it will be our last, but that's, I think it's a good one to start. Uh, we're maybe going to dabble into some StarCraft or Command and Conquer, some obscure games like that, maybe in a later episode. But yeah, for now, so Total Annihilation, developed by Cave Dog Entertainment, uh, like I said, came out in 1997, made quite a splash at the time. Uh, just talked about StarCraft. I think there was a, a bit of a competition for for a while between uh, Total Annihilation and StarCraft about which one was the uh, better strategy game. Uh, I think eventually StarCraft came out on top, but uh, I think it's not exactly for the same reason we could think of. Um, but yeah, so let's take it, let's take it uh, from the top, may, uh, shall we? Uh, could you maybe resume us the, the plot, if there is one <laughs> of this I'm- game? I it's really hard to put a finger on a plot on this one, but it's um, there are basically two sides of um, is warring robots really the best way to put it? Um, uh, yeah, you, you build a bunch of metal stuff and you uh, you blow each other up or at least you try. <laughs> I think that's that's quite fair. I mean, there's a, a story and your story is used with once again, larger quotes, uh, as in they talked about there was a, a difference of opinion between uh, about the, the transfer of consciousness from man to machine, and it it blew up to, uh, to a war, and then it went full galactic war. And I think they said they've been they have been fighting for a thousand years. And so everything is destroyed in the galaxy and all that's left are, ro- are mere robots. So basically the, the, the point is moot now. I'm guessing it's been, <laughs> it has been moot for a while. Yeah, uh, we're, we're, we're not looking at, uh, you know, a lot of character development in this one. <laughs> no, and I think that's why we're going to get into the graphics and the mechanics uh, a little bit later. But I think that's why StarCraft now is... 
remembered, uh, more remembered uh, instead of total annihilation is because in TA, um, there's not really a story. I mean, th- th- there's a, a progression uh, when yes. you do missions, and there's a lot of them, <laughs> a lot of missions. But I remember StarCraft being riveting because you follow these characters through the basically three campaigns and there's some interconnecting stuff and it goes uh, on into uh, usually Starcraft 2 and and so on and so on and in TA uh, there's no characters I mean there, there's the, the commander which is your main unit uh, but there's no speaking voices, there's no speaking character, there's no character development you basically, like you said you build a bunch of metal death machines and you send them to kill or be killed and you start over again on a new planet or on a new map uh, so and this isn't to say that it's not a good game I think it's an excellent game but it's uh, on this aspect of game design it's very very basic yeah yeah it's it's one that I think really focused on mechanics and sort of units there are so many units um, <laughs> And sort of gameplay and so on. And I think for the reason you say that that sort of StarCraft really had that kind of narrative element. Um, and I think in some ways a bit more simplicity, yeah. which maybe kind of helped it in the long run. Because um, we played this uh, just over the weekend, uh, yeah. which we'll get into in a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had forgotten how complex this one was. Yeah. And I mean, I... I did play because there's been sequels and spin-offs and at least I think what two spin-offs well one spin-off with its proper sequel and uh, really a truer sequel with a, a, an expansion and and even another game in the series if you could call it a series and it's still they're simplified the mechanics a lot uh, if we talked about the latest uh, the supreme commander series for example if you talk about supreme commander 2 which came out in 2009 uh, they simplified a lot of things compared to total annihilation but still it's a game and as much as we can say that starcraft is a game for people who do 60 actions per minute or how whatever how many actions they do per right. minute uh, and i'm feeling completely overrun and left behind when i see people playing starcraft online but as much as you you see people clicking everywhere there's not and maybe you're gonna get thrown i'm gonna get uh, criticized for this but it's mainly you build stuff, you build units, and there's counters and everything, but you build units and you send them to attack. In Total Nation, you have to, to determine, uh, especially in this game specifically, uh, you have this, these ways of producing energy, for example. You're, there's two resources, energy and metal, and you have to determine, oh, do I need to build solar collectors, for example? Do I need to build... Uh, s- energy uh, production buildings on the water instead of uh, using windmills because there's no wind or whatever it is. And as much as this 
diversity of choices in, is interesting, especially for a game from 1997. Um, it's, you can, if you don't know what you're doing, you can be stuck really, really quickly. And you're going to have a crappy experience. Well, it's interesting because um, this is definitely a game that I played. Maybe not when it first came out, but you know, I, I think I may have bought it used or something. And like a, a couple years after it came out, and I know I played hours and hours of this game, and it was only just vaguely familiar when we played this weekend. Like it really doesn't that. I remember all of the complexity and stuff, but there were, I have no like specific memories of a particular game when this or that happened. I just, I just know I played it and it, it happened, but it, it, that, that complexity and all that stuff never really came back to me. And I understand the feeling I've been playing. Like I said, I'm a fan of the series. So I've been playing something like Forge Alliance, which is in my opinion, the best, of the series, which came out in 2006, but still it's very, very complex. Every uh, type of production uh, factory, for example, you can build uh, land units, you can build sea units and air units. And every, uh, for example, in Total Nation, there's two levels of production for each fact each type of factory and every type of factory has its own production units. And, and you, you can see clearly and quickly how much you have to manage uh, in order to be efficient. I mean, you could just build basic stuff, basic defenses, basic units, and just send wave after wave after wave of units against your enemy. And in the first few missions, it works because they don't give you much to do, uh, to work with. But when you play multiplayer, as we did, uh, like you said last weekend, where I kick your ass, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, uh, yes, you, you did, you did. Did credit words do? I got my ass but, kicked. But I mean, I got. I think I've got a lot more practice than you uh, on this type of game. I mean, if if we ever play a racing game, for example, you're gonna leave me far behind. I'm sure. Uh, oh, I sure hope so. Otherwise, it's gonna be very embarrassing. <laughs> but. Uh, Maybe we could talk about the mechanics because I'm feeling we're getting extremely in little details here and maybe we're losing people. Um, the thing is, I think the most interesting about Total Nation is it takes the terrain into account. Uh, if we take example of StarCraft, for example, there's, of course, there's two types of terrain. I mean, there's the ground and some elevated parts, but when you play a game of TA, when your unit shoots, your basic robot shoots uh, energy balls or lasers or whatever, it can hit the terrain instead of uh, of the enemy. And if your if your unit is is moving, maybe it'll miss. Or, uh, but on the other hand, maybe your artillery artillery shell can go over the mountain, for example, or maybe it's going to hit the, the tree and the tree is going to catch up on fire and every unit that passes through the fire is going to get damaged or destroyed. So it seems it seems normal in a way that, okay, it's realistic in, yes. <laughs> in a sort of I, way. In, in a sort of limited way, yes. Yeah. Uh, but yes, it, it's... It was at the time for me extremely refreshing and interesting to see. Okay, I have to take 
everything into account. I mean, you're going to destroy units anyway, but if you get into a firefight, as we, we did multiple times last weekend. Uh, yeah, I didn't die all at once. I just want to be clear to anyone <laughs> listening. It, uh, yeah, it was it, not an immediate death. No, no. It took about, what, 45 minutes? Yeah, it took a while. I'll and, give myself a bit of credit. <laughs> and uh, there, there was a time where our two armies clashed. I mean, a few times, but and 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 then we got there were so many debris on the field of battle that when we were shooting at each other, the the shots were hitting the debris and uh, debris that can be recycled by your construction units, and then you can. Uh, Debris are made of metal, of course, and then you can use the metal to produce more units. And eventually, if you keep shooting the debris, it's going to disappear. So it's all these little things, like I said, that makes the game great, I think. Yeah, no, I, I think there's there's a lot of, I, I mean, I maybe we're overselling the complexity of it or whatever, but there, there's a lot here to to really appreciate um, as, a, as a game that sort of uh, takes itself seriously. Yeah, exactly. But I think the the point where the game can seem too complex is that uh, some things that they simplified over the years after the, the, the first game, uh, especially, for example, like I said, in Forged Alliance, uh, it's the interface. It's because the, the, the UI is, for example, when you want to... Uh, use a construction unit to um, to build, to help uh, a factory build units faster. You can select a unit and each time the factory produce, is producing something new, you can, there's, there's, you can just left click on the unit that's being produced, but you'll have to do that every time. If you want just to assign this construction unit uh, to that factory and keep it helping produce stuff. You have to either click on a, a specific tab on the UI and then select one thing or know the, the, the shortcut on the keyboard. Uh, in Forge Alliance, once again, you just have to right-click on that right. factory after having selected the construction. You see where I'm going with this is that you you see the way it's constructed and it's well done for the time, but there's it's clunky as hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it, going back to like the the debris or whatever, one of the advantages I had was that most of the battles took place near my base. So the advantage for me was that all of the wreckage was there, and I was able to quickly reclaim claim metal and 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 build quite quickly. Um, the problem is to reclaim all that metal. Metal you have to individually reclaim each pit of, yeah. piece of wreckage, which uh, was a bit tedious and may have not actually saved me as much as I thought it was doing. Yeah, because of course, when you're doing that, you're not manage, managing something else, and you're in, you you eventually have to. Uh, Okay, am I being attacked there? Am I building defenses there? Am I building enough units quickly enough? Uh, do I have enough enough resources coming in? And and so eventually, it just becomes a numbers game, basically. Yes, and I mean, there's yeah, a way. At a certain point, it's just a zergling rush. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> not. Keep talking about that other game. <laughs> no, I mean that's okay because it's it came out about what I think Starcraft came out in ninety eight. And 
like I said, there's a way to, I mean, of course, StarCraft is in a way is a numbers game because you have to collect crystals and Vespine gas and build more pylons. Uh, but uh, yeah, but it, once again, uh, sorry to, to, to keep hammering that point is that there's a place where, especially at the beginning of a, of a match in TA where everything is slow, everything takes time. We had to speed up the game to, uh, I mean, the fact that you can speed up the game at, it, it in itself is telling of the way that the game is playing too slow. I don't know, maybe it was for the computers of, of that era, but uh, playing on modern PCs, you're like, you're twiddling your thumbs. I mean, it's so it takes so much time to do anything at the beginning. Yes, and it feels like it's the game is telling you, oh, this is serious stuff. You cannot rush it, and it's a bit annoying, maybe. Yeah, I think to some extent, and then and and one of the things it kind of does is it sort of lulls you into the idea that it's actually you know there's. It, it, it's a slow game, and then if you dawdle a bit too much, um, you you may find yourself losing to Hugo quite badly. <laughs> it wasn't so bad. I mean, yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> I mean, I never did know where your base was, but uh, the opposite corner of the map. It's. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's. <laughs> there were only a couple choices. Yeah. Um, I want to hear your thoughts on the music because I think it's one of the main selling points of the game. Yeah, the music is actually quite good and it's it's this is something that I think really especially for that time really makes a game is when the the music is you know it's it's to a certain extent limited because they were only working with so much space and it never um it's it's orchestrated isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes it is. And and so it's 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 complex it's interesting and it never felt too repetitive and I think one of the things we wanted to get to was that the music changes as sort of depending on what's happening. So when you're just sort of building and nothing's going on, it's very calm. Everything's nice. And then, you know, the action happens and it really picks up and it's in your face kind of thing. So it's, uh, the, the music is good. It's extremely, well, extremely good. It's quite good. It's made by Jeremy Soule, who did the music for the Elder Scrolls series. Well, I think starting from Morrowind and going up, uh, we do have to, I mean, I do want to specify that Mr. Soule has been accused of uh, sexually harassing a coworker, so it's a bit, it's a bit of a gray area. I mean, it's yeah. well, not not that we condone any, anything of the sort, but it's always difficult to talk about uh, to talk about something a cultural uh, uh, product and to say that this product is good when the person that produced it is well, basically now a bad person or. In this case, maybe an asshole. I don't know, uh, but so, but yeah, the, the music is really good. And one fun anecdote that I told you uh, when we played is that, of course, the game came on a CD. Uh, the special thing was uh, the first track of the CD was the game, so it was the data for the game, and the rest of the tracks were the music. Uh, was the music sorry? And so. 
you could take uh, did this a few times you could take the the c the the, the game cd and put it in a, a normal cd player and just skip track one and then listen to the the soundtrack uh, as long as you want it so uh, in that way it's was quite interesting and different uh but yeah the, the music is really the, the sound i think this the sound design is good too yeah no the, the the sound design was was quite good actually the 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 robots all make you know convincing robot shooting noises i, I don't know exactly what a robot shooting sounds like and you know hopefully we never actually find out but yeah. <laughs> give it time i guess um but it's uh it's one of those things that the the sound is pretty good yeah, um, one point I want to mention is I don't know if you've tried the campaign. Uh, maybe not. Um, I, I didn't try the campaign this time around, but I do. Again, it's it's one of those things that I, I played it, and I know I played it a lot. I just yeah. I mean, it's the kind of game where you can mostly do skirmishes and play against the computer, and that that'll be all right because the the, the main game is basically we're limiting you to a few options and we're maybe twisting the, the odds into your, uh, the, the favor of your opponent and you have to, to get out of this X or Y situation. Right. But, uh, it's a, quite a long campaign. I mean, there's the, the version you can buy right now for the game. I mean, you can buy it on steam. Uh, we did play with the, uh, GOG version version, sorry, which contains the, the two expansions, uh, I think core tactics and the other one I forget. Battle again. tactics and the core contingency. Oh yeah, sorry. So yeah, battle tactics and core contingency, which is part, which are part of the uh, commander pack on GOG. And I think the main campaign it's twenty four missions on each side, which is quite a lot. And uh, especially considering that, as I said, the game is the starting a game, starting mission is quite slow, and you need about an hour to do each mission. Yeah. So if you want to do every mission on each side, it's about fifty hours, and this is if you don't have to restart. And this is only the main game, so you you you'll have to sit down quite a while to to get through the entire. Uh, the entire commander pack. Yeah. I'm trying to to think if, you know, I don't know that I could sit down now and play a real time strategy game like that for that amount of time. Like I know I can put that much time into hearts of iron four, which is complex, but in a very different way. Yeah. But, but this, I don't know. There's something about the, the build mechanics of, dealing with individual sort of like production of single units and and the kind of limited AI that it has to sort of, you know, you can't just tell it to, to, to do a thing and it, you're kind of okay. It's, I, I don't know that I have the, the patience for that because I, a while ago, uh, about a year, I started trying to play Company of Heroes 2. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's it's in that kind of real time strategy, a little smaller scale, but that same idea. And it was just, I don't know. I I need I need something a little more. I I like the bigger, like more complex, but in some ways more interesting. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. And I mean, I, I tried to play the uh, the main campaign on the arm side. There are there's the 
the arm and the core, which are the, the two factions. And I discovered what was irritating me is because I'm the kind of player that likes to turtle. I mean, likes to build defenses mm-hmm. and then build a huge army and then attack. Right. I'm not the kind of guy that's going to rush. Uh, and this may be why I'm not good at StarCraft. Uh, and in that game, in Total Annihilation, there's no, there's not no, not really a way to protect yourself. I mean, you can build defenses, you can build cannons and ta- laser towers, and but there's not no, super effective. There's not super effective, and there's no shields. Right. And this is something I really like to build in, uh, for example, uh, Forged Alliance, where I just bunker down under my shields and then build huge guns and huge robots and huge armies and then attack. Um, and in this, you can build the biggest base you want. If there's a, a couple of units that get through your defenses and start shooting your metal collectors, for example, uh, you're done. You're mostly done, basically, because you won't be able to keep up with the, the production speed or production rhythm or whatever. Yeah, and once uh, once you start to lose that rhythm, you're you're pretty toast. Yeah, exactly. So it's in in a way you have to know, basically, know what you have to do before you learn it, and it's a bit strange. Yeah, uh, well, and I I think that's kind of one of the limitations of a lot of real time strategy is. It, I mean, StarCraft is probably the worst example of this, but it requires a lot of sort of just memorization and build order. And then yeah. it becomes less about, you know, thinking through strategy or, or tactics or whatever and just going through a checklist as fast as you can. Yeah, I think you're right on this. And, but, but yeah, so playing this after playing like 20 years of <laughs> real-time strategy games that came out after this and took ideas uh, ideas from this, but I, I, let's hope the better ideas instead of everything. Uh, and going back to this, I mean, it's the game is completely payable. Uh, you may have some problems if you're playing with two, two screens, two monitors. I did unplug one to be sure that uh, we will have any crashes when we played online. Otherwise, I played on my laptop. So basically, of course, one screen only. Yeah. Uh, and if you try to change the resolution in the campaign, the game may dislike you a lot. Um, but yeah, so if if you play on the, the, the regular resolution, um, it's going to be all right. And it's still quite playable and there's no game-breaking bugs and everything's fine yeah and we, but we it, were actually able to with um game ranger play quite easily a multiplayer game yeah exactly game ranger which i didn't know existed before we, we did this is a free service i mean there's a premium version where you can pay to get i don't know maybe more features but basically what what this does is this is this replace the all the old Battle.net, well, not battle.net, but heat.net and uh, GameSpy and all that sort of stuff. Everything that died over 10 years or more, (laughs) 10 years ago or more, uh, this replaces that. So we just, you just have to create an account. It's free. And then you can, well, you, you still the program where your game is. And then uh, it played, uh, yeah, yeah, without any itch. uh, It was 
I was expecting a bit of trouble and it was just, it, it opened up right into the, the window. And, and then when we finished our game, it closes down. We're back in game range. It was, it was remarkably um, yeah. smooth. I mean, I did have some problem with game ranger itself. Uh, you didn't get it, get them, but I had this problem where I had to change permissions from for for the f- a certain file. I don't know why. I watched a video in I think Hungarian on YouTube to, to about how to fix this, and it works. So, uh. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but, for you know when I mean we played a fair number of old games now, and yeah. Um, this is the first one we've been able to easily, well, the, the first one we've been able to play multiplayer, but the, the first one that was really like the issues were solvable and we were able to jump right into it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that, would you recommend Total Annihilation? Yes, I, I think I would. Um, it, it turns out I am not really a fan of real-time strategy anymore. Uh, it's just kind of something that I fell out of. Um, but that being said, it um, if you like this kind of game, it uh, it holds up well. It's got a lot of units, a lot of complexity. Um, it can be slow, but if you're willing, if, if you like the if you like it, the, the the style of game, and you wanna you wanna you know die back into something a little older, uh, it's totally playable. Yeah, I would recommend it too. I mean. Uh... Like we said, there's some stuff that we don't like anymore. Like you said, it's quite slow. Uh, it can be quite difficult if you play against the... Well, it depends on the difficulty of the AI, but during the campaign, they can tip the, the scales in the favor of your opponent quite easily. And so you, you have to restart a few times. But uh, the music is great. The graphics still hold up. Uh, the UI is a bit clunky, but otherwise, it's still everything's good. Uh, if and I think, it, I think it's the scale that gets me on, in this game, because when you play StarCraft, you have a limit of about what two hundred. It's not even two hundred units. It's two hundred requisition points or yeah, something, something like that. Something like that. And usually there can be a unit taking two or three or four points or whatever. And so you end up having intense fights. But it's I think I've really rarely seen more than 50 or 60 units going against another group of 50 or 60 units. And in TA, you can have, I mean, we didn't test it exactly for this purpose, but I remember having a firefight with you during that game and where we each had about that number of units, 50 or 60. But this was, at the same time, I had a base with about 50 or 60 buildings. And I think you had something similar too. And I know Maybe that the game was... Maybe but we'll, we'll take your compliment. <laughs> and I mean, the, the game was rushing a bit because there was so many explosions, but otherwise, I'm sure I'm sure it's quite capable of having 500 units on each side. Uh, I don't know what will hap- what would happen if there was a firefight between... But I know that, for once again, Forge Alliance to, to go back to that game... There's a limit in the skirmish. There's a limit of a thousand units per per player, and it can be up to eight players. Of course, the game's gonna slow down to a crawl. A crawl if you're into the end game with eight thousand units and structures on the map, but uh, it can, it will work, and you don't have this anywhere else. 
Uh, and so, yeah, I think that's one of the main thing points. You have to have a, a huge fight, a huge battle. Uh, this is the game to do it. For uh, sure. And it's 789 right now on GOG. So if you want to try it, uh, I think give it a go. And uh, yeah, it's a way to eventually go up to up the ladder, if you can call it that, to other games in the series and see, well, does it hold up and and so on. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that's 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 really who it's for. Robert, thank you very much for uh, being here for that eighth episode. Uh, thank you, of course, to our listeners who are here right now with us. Uh, you can find all the previous episodes on pf.ca. We're also on SoundCloud and on every platform where you can find your podcast. See you next time. Bye, everyone.